You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build your confidence, increase your communication skills, and why not implement some practical business strategies. In this episode number 30, I am taking... I'm taking um, some observations that I made while at a conference just yesterday, the last few days, about a certain speaker, which I won't will not name. Um, but the speaker was didn't wasn't very reputable. And I'm gonna talk today. I really want to take this opportunity to talk about speakers that aren't giving any value. Not only giving any value, but are almost <laughs> scam artists. And it's important for two reasons. One, so you aren't taken in by these speakers, these people who are great salesmen, who are really good at speaking and communicating their message, but their message is either not good, not tangible at all, or just is flat out just wrong and deceptive. But also so you you don't become that speaker. So because it's so easy to fall into that trap. And so I have some things. These are actually my notes that I wrote down. During this speech, as soon as the speaker starts speaking, I realize, oh, I've seen this guy before. I do not like him. I do not like what he says. I don't think he's reputable. I don't trust him. And then sure enough, as he was speaking, he was speaking nonsense (laughs) and he was sold very well and everyone was hooked. But it was just it was just it was just not okay. I'm just going to go through my notes. Let's just do that. Okay. First, the first thing, the one thing that bugs me so much, especially in the business world, is there's this new trend of cussing just to seem real and relatable. And it doesn't seem natural. Like some people, let's say like Gary Vee, for example, it's part of his brand. It feels more natural, right? But in many speakers, it's obvious that they're like, oh, I want to seem real. I want to seem, you know, like I'm not normal. I don't want to seem like I'm breaking through the mold. So I'm going to just because I'm going to throw in an F-bomb every other word and you're going to like me because I'm relatable. No, <laughs> I make it a standard. I do not use language in anything that I do because I know that I because I want, first of all, um, it's just part of my brand. It's part of who I am. And second of all, it's just not it. I don't it's, it's for me, at least. I'm just like, no, it shows that you have less of vocabulary if you're using one word. It's like saying, um, just every other word. It, it's annoying to me. And so that's just one thing that's just annoying. Right. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying that if, if it's just overused, it's, it just doesn't it doesn't add to your reputability at all. It just becomes really annoying. And it doesn't make you look more real. <laughs> then then I and this is a small thing. I'm going to I'm going to admit this. This is really nitpicking this next one. But I wrote it down because it just blew my mind is that he didn't realize the difference between serotonin and melatonin and dopamine in your brain, the different chemicals in your brain. And if you don't know the difference between those two, like there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But he was taught it was a it was a it was a part of his talk and and it just bugged me so much and dopamine is right the pleasure chemical in your brain it what it's re- rewards you it's what makes you feel good when you go for a run or when you eat a candy bar whereas serotonin and melatonin are completely different and have to do with your sleep and just a kind of a ton of different things so 
that was just one, that was one thing that just really annoyed me. That was nitpicking. I admit that is completely nitpicking. But the next thing, the, the next thing that you always see, and it will post me so much and you'll see this and you'll see this in, especially like in those Facebook ads, that if you're interested in business, um, you get these Facebook ads of these guys who, what, what are the two things, right? Or three things really that they always have in the videos where they reference is their house, their car, and their nice watches. Is bugs me so much because the best speakers, you know that they're wealthy, you know that they have lots of money, but they don't, they don't, they don't make, they're, they're not, they don't show their wealth by, oh, look, I bought this nice car, that means I'm super rich, that means I'm successful. No, they show them what they've done. And they say, look, I built a multi-million dollar business. That's impressive. Saying I have an expensive car is like, well, you could lease that and be in debt. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. And so it's not bad. Again, it's not bad to say, you know, like, look, I made this and I'm able to get what I want now. I'm able to live the life that I want to. I'm able to buy a $6,000 watch because that's what I want in life. That's not bad. But using it as a reputability statement, using it as a way to build your own confidence and build your own self-worth and, and how people perceive your worth, don't do it. It's not, it's not worth it. And always be skeptical of people that reference, oh yeah, I have a super nice house, I have a super nice car, I have a really nice watch. I don't know why it's those three things, but it is. And then the other thing, and uh, related to that, is this guy... He spent like a full minute talking about how hot his wife was. It was so awkward. It was, I was just sitting there like, dude, this is weird. Why are you telling this? Are you trying? Really, to me, it just seemed like he was trying to build his own self-worth and build his own confidence. And if that's the case, I mean, I feel sorry for the guy. I really do. I feel empathetic because I know what it's like to have <laughs> no self-worth and try to build it up in the things that you have. But... If you're a professional speaker and you're getting paid tens of thousands of dollars to give a speech, like, don't, like, that's just, that's just not, don't do that. First of all, you're objectifying another person, especially someone who you should love more than anyone else. And second of all, it has nothing to do with anything. It has nothing to do with how successful you are. Saying, oh, I have a, su I have a supermodel for a wife, that doesn't mean you're successful. Like, I just don't, I just, that's something that bothers me so much. And, 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 and again, right. There's something that really bothers me and it's just something that I've noticed. And the reason that I'm going over this, the reason that this is a little bit ranty is because I've seen this again and again and again. And the problem is that we're indoctrinated in, oh, this is how, this is what successful people look like. If you want to think that you're successful, you have to have these things and you don't. I have seen people live, you can live very happily on like $40,000 a year by, by if you're comfortable with that, if you have what you want and you're happy, right? By having a lot of money, having, you know, a super attractive husband or wife, it doesn't mean you're successful. It doesn't at all. That has no measure of success at all. Having a super fancy house or car or watch doesn't mean you're successful. You could be in tons of debt, but if you built a multi-million dollar business that has $10 million product launches, that's interesting to me. Because now I can say, okay, you know what you're doing. I want to listen to you because you're able to do what I want to do, not have what I want to have. See, there's a difference between that. Also, they always talk about how cute their kids are again. And I get that, you know, kids are a huge sympathy win. Everyone loves, you know, a cute kid. I mean, yeah, of course, right? It's a huge emotional play. 
But again, like that doesn't make you successful. And especially when you're talking about business. Now, and now if you're talking like about life coach, like this is different. I'm talking about this guy, he's a salesman. He's marketing himself as a salesman, as a business builder. Having cute kids has nothing to do with it. And talking about them for so long is nothing has nothing to do with building a business. Also, and this is something I've seen over and over and over again. And this is this is something I saw when I first started speaking. When I first started speaking at conferences with other speakers, is this lady. She spent the first 15 minutes of her talk telling us how great her talk was. And this guy did the same thing. He spent so long telling us how great his talk was and how great he is at giving advice. And I was thinking, you know what? First of all, you're not. And then with the other lady, I'm like, no, it's just, this is an awful talk. I'm, this, is just, this is just nonsensical. And the second thing is, if you're so great at giving advice, give us some good advice. And he didn't. And so that's another thing is, especially when you're speaking, is don't tell show. I learned this um, when I got really into screenwriting. Is this is the golden rule of screenwriting is show don't tell. Having someone narrate events is so much less interesting than actually showing the events take place. Saying, let's say, um, and I and I see this, I'm gonna deviate a little bit because this is a really good example. There is this movie coming out. And um, I forget, what is the name? It's like where the mom goes to college. I forget the name. It just popped in my head. And instead of telling that, oh, I got a divorce and it was really bad and it was all this stuff, right? Instead of telling us that, it shows her punching a picture and breaking the glass of her and her husband. That's it, right? And of course, it goes on and on. If you know the movie I'm talking about, if you know the preview I'm talking about, it goes on and she's lighting a fire with all of their stuff and her wedding ring and all that. But... In that second, like split second, we knew everything we need to know that could have spent minutes narrating. Show, don't tell. And this is one of the things, I'm going to end with this because this is also a little bit more nuanced, is be skeptical of the people who talk about how little they work or on the flip side, how much they work. Now, here's the thing, is that with how little they work, they're never telling you what went on before. They're saying, oh, I only work two hours a week and I make $5 million. They neglected to tell you the 30 years they spent before working 90 hours a week or 80 hours a week or however the max amount of hours you can work, work a week and not die of sleep deprivation. They're neglecting to tell you that. So you're thinking, oh, they, you know, this is the goal. This is awesome. I only work two hours a week. Now, my response to that is, Okay, well, you're obviously not doing something you love then, because if you're only working two hours a week, like, and you're spending the rest of the time, you know, on a beach, like, okay, good, you know, good for you, but you're, you're, it's a wrong message. Instead of saying, you know, work is evil, you should just relax your entire life. Instead, the message is, and my message is, do what you love. Like that to me, like what I do is I, I work, you know, twelve, fifteen hours a day. You know, depending on the day, depending on what I have going on. And again, right, I take rest days, I take breaks. I'm good at knowing when my body and my mind need a rest. But that, that I do what I love. So it's not considered work. It's, it's a hobby. It's a passion. Like if you had a hobby and you of like, let's say woodworking and you just did it like 10 hours a day, people wouldn't say, oh, you're, you're working too much. This, no, it's a hobby. It's something you love. Same thing with business. Business is a hobby for me. I love it. It's my passion. And so it's not work. And so that's just the, the thing with that. And of course, with how much they work, like I said, you know, work hard, you know, that's good. But 
be skeptical. I mean, just just keep in mind that working hard again isn't the answer to everything as well. Because the people say, some people say, like, oh, you know, I spent 20 hours a day, you know, just working. Well, yeah, okay, maybe that's you. Maybe you don't need as much sleep as other people. But you shouldn't feel bad. Like you, you shouldn't feel bad. You listening to this, if you're saying working nine hours a day, and that's the max. That's like just the max that you can do. You try, you know, working more and doing, and no matter if it's doing something you love, you just need that break. You need that rest. You need that time with your family, with your friends, and you just can't. You know, that's 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 not bad. That's really not. And and the problem today is that we're selling extremes. We're selling if you want to be successful, you got to get to a point where you only work two hours a week. Or if you want to be successful, you have to get to a point where you're working 20 hours a day. And that's not the measurement of success. Yes, if you put more work into it, you'll have more time, more opportunities, you'll get more done, of course. But that's the same The same goes with if, if you can't be productive past nine hours a day, then you know, you're not going to get more done. It's, you're not, and you're just going to feel, and if you think that you should be able to work more, you're just going to feel guilty, your mental health's going to go down, your motivation's going to go down, and you're going to believe that you can't do this, and it's just a bad situation for everyone. So those are kind of my, so I want you to take away from this. First of all, don't fall for these, the scam sales pitch of this, right? What, be, I'm very cynical when it comes to someone who's a good salesman. I take a step back. I'm like, okay, you're a good salesman. I respect, right? I respect that you are a good salesman, but I'm not going to let you sell me and manipulate my emotions in a way that I am not mentally just able to actually think critically about what you're saying. Always, even my stuff, you know, think critically about what I'm saying. Don't just follow my every word just because I say it. You know, think critically about it. Think, does it apply to me? Do you, does this make sense to my life? I try to give you the best, you know, content that I can, but I mean, I'm human. I make mistakes every so often. <laughs> I mean, whether not necessarily in content, but I make mistakes every day, all day. And I try when I talk about, you know, when I work with clients, when I work with content, when I work for you, I make sure, you know, okay, I can't, you know, take, I can't take as much risks because I'm advising you, but it's with myself. I'm like, Hey, I want to launch this product. Sure. I'll try. It fails. I'm like, okay, don't do that. Right. I learned, but, um, think, you know, think critically. Um, I think that's my message. And when it comes to you speaking, when it comes to you selling, be wary of this. Like don't fall into this trap. It's easy. It's really easy to fall into this trap. Like I could sit here. I could brag about how much I work. I could brag that I, you know, I've saved this much through these different means. I could brag, you know, all about all that stuff, but I, I don't because that doesn't, that doesn't prove anything. It doesn't. It doesn't. When I want to be inspiring, I give a measure of success. But when I'm giving advice, reputability statement, right? Again, falling back on communication, give your reputability statement. Keep your reputability up. But bragging is not the same as reputability. Okay? So don't fall into that trap, even though it's really easy to fall and think critically about people, especially salesmen who are really good speakers. This has been the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. Show notes tomorrow are where? LukeDMaxwell.com slash podcast. I'll see you next time. And remember to always look on the positive side of things. 